Are they at this point? They meet at the restaurant. They've she met, stumbles out. They've met, and he and she gives him his number, and he says, "My phone is the most important item. It's important that he says this. Yeah, my phone is the most important thing I have with me right That's now. That's right, because yeah. it's got your number in it. Yeah, Aww. which is fucking like a dude, fucking wrist city over here. Her pants dropped right there. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I was sitting on this chair, but now I've slid off. <laughs> oh, but how did this right. come? Okay, to Okay, don't be crass. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then what happens? Don't mean to brag, but <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> gonna okay. be a good one. No, okay, I'm okay. just kidding. It's not gonna be good. <laughs> What's not gonna be good? It's none of your business. Okay. We're recording now. Okay. What you got going so on, John? Stop swearing at me. <laughs> what you got going on? Um, well, uh, you had a big cinema week. Yes, I right? did. Yeah. I had a big one too, but not as big as yours. Yeah. Um, Mine was bigger by a large margin. Bigger and barbier. Bigger Barbenheimer yeah. because surprisingly what came out top for me was Talk to Me. Talk to Me. Talk to Me. The horror yeah. A to 4 joint made by a couple of YouTubers is what i hear oh typical these youtubers classic knocked it out of the park it was fantastic always making great cinema um so yeah if you guys are done with the barbenheimer hype go watch talk to me you know christopher nolan started on youtube right? <laughs> <laughs> i don't see him making any talk to me's so. so i saw i saw oppenheimer yeah um and as is tradition uh right after i was finished i got a phone call from christopher nolan and he, <laughs> yeah. he called me a cuck for not seeing it in imax <laughs> Which I don't know. I don't know if you guys caught that Christopher Nolan said he would personally call everyone who didn't see the film in IMAX and call yeah, them a guys. cuck. Yeah. Did you get your phone call? You didn't see it in IMAX. Right? I didn't see it in IMAX yeah. either. He called me. He said, "Pre, you cuck." Yeah. And then I was like, "Chris, not." T- he today. was. He was a lot more calm during mine. Maybe he had just kind of started for the day, but he was like, "John, you're very much a cuck." <laughs> yeah. um, he put on an American accent. Can I for me, so. also like? I mean, I we have a good excuse for not seeing an IMAX and the fact that there's one fucking IMAX theater in this in whole this goddamn fucking island. city, <laughs> and it's in the it's in the worst place. It's not even a place. We're not even going to talk about that place. It's a it's, it's like a place. It. It's it's a place that's called it's called like neighborhood number three or some shit. <laughs> it's some it's some piece of shit cinema. Fucking sucks. Yeah. Actually, sorry, there's two, but they're both in shit places. Goodbye to those places. Like, did they ever think, like, maybe we should put this in a place people are? Instead, they're like, you know what's a great place for a cinema? Somewhere people don't go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the Ikea of cinemas. Yeah. As far away as possible. You know you know how, like, the, the theater right downtown on Burrard is, like, super popular? Yeah. And it's, like, it's, like, it's fully packed there's like nine screens of it's course. always busy yeah uh it's really it's nice it's a really nice theater it's like the unnamed theater company which fucking sucks was mm-hmm. like man this was so successful we should do the total opposite <laughs> as far away yeah. as possible yeah have we ever considered doing it completely the opposite of this uh, one and see how that works and then they're like yeah, mean, great idea give it 10 years because at the rate at which we're growing as a city most of us will end up only being af- able to afford places in that part of this. We won't even be able to afford an IMAX screening on our salary. No, yeah. God, no. On our the pittance that our podcast faces. <laughs> <laughs> Two rupees. I'm about to get fired. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the low ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John. I'm free. 
Um, today we're not talking about Oppenheimer. Uh, oh, yeah. We're not talking about Barbie. We're not talking about Talk to Me. Mm-mm. Even though we just did, we're talking about the, a little film, a decade-old film called About Time. The greatest rom-com sci-fi. <laughs> yes. Of our times. <laughs> Pretty it, much. It's more sci-fi rom-com. One of the one of the funniest like earnest sentences I saw from a review for this movie was like someone was like I think that um, sci-fi fans might be put off by the inconsistencies in the time travel. I'm like really sci-fi fans will be put off by just that. The (laughs) fact that this movie is like the corniest most saccharine thing in the world isn't going to put off sci-fi fans. (laughs) You don't think you you don't think this this movie is like a great fucking double feature with Interstellar or something (laughs) like what are you talking about? What kind of stupid fucking thought is that? Like come on. And uh, While I just said that, I want to be clear. I love this movie. I, I think this movie, movie is excellent. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing but love for this movie. But the reason we do want to talk about it is that there are some things, even within the realm of rom-com, that are just... couple things. Yes. Let's talk about the journey we've been on with this movie. Yeah. Because I only saw it a couple weeks ago, and I watched it on a plane. Mm-hmm. And so I watched it on a plane, and I was like, as I was... Wiping away my tears. Oh. I was like, that was that was pretty good. Yeah. And I thought that because I saw it on a plane, I was kind of overrating it, you know, because you're so hopped up on oxygen and anxiety yeah. that everything is amazing. <laughs> everything is like the best movie you've ever seen on a plane, basically. Yeah. I was it's like, the only way I, I watch like, any Christopher Nolan films on an airplane yeah. in the smallest screen I, I was possible. like, hold on. Is About Time as good as Tar? Because I just watched Tar and then I watched About... <laughs> is it as good as Tar? And yeah, it's not, but... I I rewatched it. It's better. And I was like, no, I like this movie and we should do it on the pod. Then, but I was, I was legit in my mind and I didn't tell you this. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think Priya is going to hate this movie because it's really, really sweet and really like. Boy, do you not know me. too earnest. But you, you're cynical and your alcoholism is certainly... (laughs) created an atmosphere we can't get that be a narrative in it's this fucking pod. it's definitely like depressed the part of your ma- mind that can <laughs> feel love. feel joy and love yeah, yeah. it's yeah. true she um, cold is hard no but like but i i think this movie balances on the edge of that sweetness that you could kind of fall off on either way yeah. side of it and i did i did kind of think i was like pre could be right there you know yeah. i'm a, i i was like I don't know. It worked for me, but I was like, I think Pretty could definitely fall off on the side of like this being too sweet. But then you watched it while I was um, stoned on drugs asleep. Yeah. And you were like, that movie's too good. <laughs> I know. Why are we talking about a good movie on our pod? And then you had to convince me that no, no, there are some things worth talking about, even within the realm of the rom-com sci-fi. And then I found out there's a lot to talk there's about. <laughs> my y'all strapping. This episode might Bang. Yeah. My God. Yeah. What a charismatic choice for lead actor and lead actress. Tom Hall is so good, dude. Donald Gleason, son yeah. of Mad Eye Moody from Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, the real sci-fi aspect of this movie is that both Margot Robbie and Rachel McAdam want to fuck want to do <laughs> Donald Gleason. so hard yeah that's what makes us the sci-fi it's not the time travel guys <laughs> it's this there you know what you know what the real the real sci-fi trick is is convincing me that Vanessa Kirby isn't the hottest lady in this movie Come <laughs> off it now love Vanessa Kirby she plays this like a passable 
prostitute or whatever. <laughs> She's like, I'm I'm just the girl who looks, l- drinks a little bit, talks about hot dogs, and then I'm not here for more than two minutes. What? A, come, what a robbery! She's so good. What a robbery! Uh, um, I I was gonna say this when we actually got to that moment in the plot, but there's a point, you know, the point where um, because we're gonna talk more about that moment anyway, but where Dom Hall is like in the museum, the Kate Moss exhibit. <laughs> and he asks if he can have tea with them. And and Rachel McAdams is like, no. And then jo- uh, Joanna Vanessa Kirby is like, well, he's got kind of fun hair. <laughs> <laughs> he's got fun hair. Yeah. That's great. It's like so good. Oh. So like I said, to, to set everyone up, this is a film directed by Richard Curtis, a man who's not really known for directing movies. Um, more of a writer. He's kind of a legendary British rom- romantic comedy and comedy writer. Um he didn't actually go to prison for making love actually, but <laughs> you you might've thought he was sent to jail for making such a terrible film. A movie, a movie that does not dance on the edge of the corny sweetness. It's just so fucking treacly and sweet that it, yeah. it is disgusting. What's up? I really don't it's like, like that movie. Yo, to its credit, love actually is like if Hallmark movies were good. Yeah. If Hallmark movies had like a triple A cast. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they had like something to, weave the characters together in a reasonable way good job job well done yeah um so yeah i'm not gonna hear any Lo- love, love actually slander on this pod because well you might for me love actually is not like i don't know i just a lot of it i just i just find so like eye rolly like but i really I, I don't know you're thinking of the, of the holiday. holiday and that's a nancy Fuck. myers movie right you're thinking of some totally you know what different. never mind the holiday, the holiday is better than Love Actually. Yeah, holiday definitely yeah, a great yeah. movie. Kate. Yeah, Hugh Grant. What's Hugh Grant, that? you're 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 gonna have me believe that Hugh Grant <laughs> got to being a prime minister <laughs> as a single man. <laughs> what's up? Like, He's basically really? our Trudeau. <laughs> what's the difference? If he could do yoga, he'd be there, babe. I think Hugh Grant can do yoga. Yeah, <laughs> I think take that, it. Yeah, give him the um, Canadian um, presidency. Yeah. So this movie is a Richard Curtis directed and, and written movie, which put me off of it for a long time. But yeah. I do think it's quite good. And and I want to say it's very sweet and it's very earnest. Yeah. And I think in a in such a cynical age that we're in, I think that, that can put a lot of people off. Yeah. But like if you're in the right mood, this movie can really hit. And I have to say with the sci the joke we were making about sci fi fans and stuff, there's a bunch of plot holes because it's a movie about time travel. Yeah. But at the same time, I will repeat what I said a couple episodes ago. Telling stories isn't about making sure everything is tight and correct. It's about invoking emotion in the viewer. And this movie, I think, really does that. Oh, it's or, so does well a done. really, really good job. And it does it it does a good enough job that if you're not a cynical bastard, you can be like, I don't care about the plot holes. Like I don't care about hundred percent. You know, and it it sh- and it shouldn't bother us because the end result is still satisfying enough. You know, I've so because of the internet, a great album, but <laughs> because of, because of the the actual internet, I I was thinking this the other day because I rewatched Mare of Easttown. I love Mare of Easttown. I think it was a great miniseries, right? And I was just reading some kind of stuff on it, and uh, someone wrote a thing where they were like, they were like. Oh, there's like a major plot hole at the end of Mare of Easttown, um, but that some fucking person on a what on the internet brought yeah. up, and we're like, I, I think we might agree with them. And I was like, what? What's the plot hole at the end of Mare of Easttown? Now, sorry, I'm about to spoil Mare of Easttown for everybody. 
If you mm. haven't seen it, go watch it. It's really fucking good. But the, at, at this point, I was kind of like, S- because of all of the conversation around movies, have we forgotten what a plot hole is? Because they were saying that at the, at the end of Mare of Easttown, um, the woman whose husband and son kind of perpetrated the killing of the girl ends up adopting the daughter of that girl because she's the closest family member. And I was like, well, that's not a plot hole. That's just an, that's just an unlike, no, no, it's just an unlikely thing that might happen in reality. That's not a plot hole though. That's a, that's a totally different complaint. I, I just, I feel like people have kind of forgotten what they are in the, the fervor to find them. Yeah. People have become a little too nitpicky. Mm -hmm. And if you're too nitpicky, I mean, go to therapy, but also you're probably not going to like this movie, Yeah, but that's okay. Like, I just don't, I can let go of the nitpicks and just kind of, yeah. you know, take it as it just flow. a rom-com and yeah. not a sci-fi. If you watch it just for the kind of comedy and rom of it, it, it's charming. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it's already way better than love actually. It, yeah. It only maybe has six people that you need to think about instead of 49. Yep. So you're good. You're going to be in a good place. You're going to have a good time. Yeah. Do it. It's about time. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. It's going to happen. I, I, I want to talk. We, we've never done a rom-com on this pod. So no. I want to I talk a little bit about them. And my theory, which I was kind of texting to a friend the other day, the rom-com genre has suffered a great deal in the last like decade. Mm. And. This movie I really like, which came out in 2013. Wow, but yeah. before that, I kind of think the end of the rom-com era-ish was um, uh, 500 Days of Summer, a movie which I really love. Oh, yeah. And up it goes. And so with 500 Days of Summer, About Time, and a couple others which I want to talk about, all the way up until Worst Person in the World, the oh. rom-com genre is grim <laughs> it is like i looked at a bunch of lists of like best rom-coms and i was like most of these are not very good movies at all best the worst person is a rom-com yeah i think it would be classified but here's the question i i think you can classify worst person in the world as a rom-com this movie is a rom-com however the ob- objective of this film is not the rom the objective is about family so is this even really a rom-com in the end at all no because his relationship with Rachel McAdams doesn't actually go through a lot of sturm and drang yeah. yeah, to fucking get there. It's actually, they're kind of meant to be together, you know? Yeah. And then a lot of the emotionality comes through family, right? Yeah. Like um, the father dying and things like that. And Kit You could problems. rom with dads. Yeah, that's true. And he certainly does. He yeah. certainly roms with Bill Nye. Yeah. yeah. He also comes with Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah. So, but I just think, I don't know. I think... You mean Ticket to Paradise didn't do it for you? <laughs> I surprisingly never saw that one. Can I go through? I wrote down a little list of stuff from a couple lists that I pulled that yeah. I was kind of like, okay. Yeah. So here, here's a couple standouts. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Is it really a rom-com though? No. I don't think so either. It's classified as a rom-com? I think it's more of an action comedy. But for yeah, sure. On these, and I'm saying these are someone else's opinion. These are not mine. These are just what I gleaned from these lists. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim. So, nee. nah. It's a good movie, but it's not really a rom-com. Yeah. Here is a rom-com. Easy A. Yeah. Very good movie. Fantastic Very movie. Very good That's movie. That's more calm than rom, but yeah. yeah. Got Penn Badgley just prior to him being a serial. It's actually the prequel to you. It's the prequel um, to you. Then Bridesmaids. I disagree. Because Bridesmaids, again, the objective of bridesmaids is the friendship it's not really the the 
rom-com. No. The, the rom-com is tertiary to the actual plot of yeah. the thing. You know? I agree. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love, yes. The proper rom-com. Definitely. Fantastic. Uh, I hate the end of that movie, but I like that movie a lot. <laughs> um, it's fucking... That... I got a bitch. They love One actually second. that ending a little Crazy bit. Crazy Stupid Love does this thing that so many rom-coms do that I hate, and it's, it's, it's fucking Judd Apatow's fault. Yeah. So many... They just have to end with someone getting on stage or doing something dr- drastic in yeah. front of a bunch of people. That's and it's right. just so annoying. It's the definition of movie love. Yeah. I you hate have it. to make a spectacle. Otherwise, is it even real? I hate it. If you don't propose at Disneyland, do you even want to get married? Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Fuck you, Jed Apatow. Just Way kidding. Way to You're run great. a narrative. Um, Silver Linings Playbook, a movie that I hate, um, <sighs> which yeah. I, yeah. I mean... Maybe I f- don't consider it a rom com because I hated it. <laughs> you know, like it's straight up drama. I don't know why yeah. it would be anything but that. But yeah. yes. Um keep going. Whatever what's that director who I hate? That's like David O. Russell, yeah. Keep it up. Um Big Sick, definitely a rom com. Yes. I mean that's his whole life. Really story. good one. Yeah. It's yeah. a true story. Yeah. True story. Yeah. A really good one too. Uh Long Shot. Did you ever see Long no, Shot? Who's that? Seth Rogan and Charlize Theron. Oh, the president where she's the president? She's the like secretary of state. Oh, yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely oh, a, definitely a really rom-com. Really funny. Yeah. yeah. Not a great movie, but not a, a great movie. But, but like that, a f- this is what I'm saying. After like after Crazy Stupid Love, after like twenty fifteen, yeah. Or twenty sixteen, it gets a little fucking grim on the rom com front. Yo. Because Netflix took it over and just made a bunch of just shit out a bunch of pieces of garbage and Okay, fair. But you're forgetting Palm Springs. With yeah, Andy Samberg. Yes. That was quality. Fucking awesome movie. Also yes. sci-fi rom-com. But same year as uh, Worst Person in the World, where I believe oh. a couple, there's been a couple comebacks where the thing about um, Palm Springs, which I really love, I, I really liked Palm Springs. Yeah. It's actually a good movie. It's a solid film. Long Shot is okay. It's not a great movie. No. It's funny and it's definitely a rom-com, but it's not like an incredible film. No, no. But Palm Springs, I was it's actually like, no, this is like a fucking really good movie. And yeah. It's got a really cool idea and the performances it's are really interesting. Well and, executed. Yeah. yeah. Sandberg fucking rules. I want to also talk about some other criticisms I saw about About Time. Getting back to About Time. Yeah. Which you can't really escape from rom-coms in general <laughs> where... Um, there's some mild stalking in this film and it kind of <laughs> condones some behavior that is uh, quote unquote problematic, certainly. Yeah. On the other hand, I, you always see this conversation about rom-coms, about how they kind of condone unrealistic behavior. And sometimes d- in, uh, if you flipped it into a different tone, it would be like, well, this is terrifying, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, however, like I, I, I understand those criticisms and stuff, but it's almost kind of like, and there are rom-coms that do are responsible and they don't really do that. But like, I am kind of like, I don't know. Like it, it often feels like people are like, Hey, remember this thing that you like, just remember that it's horrible and it's bad for the world. And you're an asshole for liking it. Just keep that in mind as you watch it. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is it's kind of like what we talked about with waiting where I was like, I don't like to be a scold, but sometimes you have to be, but there's lots of anytime something happens in this world, people are always like, Hey, remember, it's horrible. <laughs> I think most of you, the show, Penn Badgley show you, was based on the premise that, you know, if you love hard enough, you can kill him. Yeah, it's a reverse rom-com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's it's the rawest of coms. Yeah, but I, I think they deliberately made, like, the inverse of the rom-com. Like, yeah. that was the whole point of the show, was yeah. that it's like a... It, cause, Not like, cool to be stalking. Yeah, like, there, there's points, we'll get to it too, where, like, 
there's one point specifically where I think Dom Hall does something really selfish. And I am kind of like, that's mean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We'll, we'll get to oh, it. Oh, I'm but. curious. To, yeah, let's, yeah. 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 What I like about the time travel aspect of the movie is that Bill Nye, he warns him basically that it's like, you don't, you can't change things too drastically. Right. You mm-hmm. have to kind of be in control, which I think lets Dom Hall off the hook when he's kind of like, it's always about love for me. So he wants to use it to kind of find love. Right. Yeah. Which I think, like he said, he says, like, the first thing would be like money and stuff. And then Bill Nye, he is basically like that will ruin your life, essentially. Yeah. And I like that the stakes are kind of lowered, you know, whereas like it's kind of the opposite of the butterfly effect where they're like, oh, oh the butterfly effect can change everything. But then certain things don't. And you're just like, well, wait, what do you mean? Like, it's not going as far. If you had to find like little loopholes in every single point that they're trying to make you can break a movie in half in two seconds yeah but with the butterfly effect it was like every single action has a detrimental outcome yeah um but with this movie to your point it's just like one you can't go forward in time the only way you can go is backward and also only affect your life Mm -hmm. and not so much affect the uh, like anybody else's life like they're not going to turn into a drug adult you know sex worker i think rupert uh the man that he breaks he (laughs) he guides away from rachel mcadams has probably died of a heroin overdose shortly after i think he was already very much on the precipice of it even at the party yeah he was you could see it in his eyes that he was yeah he's ready the way i'm looking at you now he was an alcoholic (laughs) (laughs) he was a hardcore alcoholic (laughs) (laughs) fuck over (laughs) um in my opinion, and this is going to come back later because you have a, an important philosophical question we're going to get to later in the pod, yeah. but there's there's like really only two reasons he goes back in time. There's really only two reasons to go back in time, in my opinion, to make very slight changes, like changes that aren't like massive, that mm-hmm. won't have a massive wave. If you're confident, they won't have a massive wave in the future Yeah, or to re-experience experiences basically yeah those are like the two reasons he ever uses time travel mm-hmm. in the movie which is good he's very controlled yeah <laughs> he's really got himself under and control. he only affects um himself and maybe two people yes yeah which is good yeah he's not out there trying to kill hitler or whatever as they mentioned yeah. in the movie. i mean he straight up manipulates rachel mcadams yeah but yeah, yeah that's i think that's like the one aspect of the movie that i i find a little that can be issued as problematic is definitely like for one rachel mcadams's character i don't think is particularly uh fleshed out i don't think she's badly written she's very real yo do you know why why the original cast for mary who dropped out yeah was clearly zoe deschanel Deschanel, and so the bangs and like that would have never come up like she would never rachel mcadams having to address like oh these bangs i just got them i don't know if they're great I'm trying to be a quirky. She, I think she did character study of Zoe Deschanel, and is playing Zoe Deschanel. No, she didn't though. I, I totally disagree because I don't think, I think the character is so thinly written that Zoe didn't have enough to go on. Like she wouldn't have enough to go on to be Zoe. You know, she'd just be the quirky girl who says quirky things. What, I you know. You don't need to have but, any depth if you're just being quote unquote random. But she's not. She, I just don't. I don't think she's like. I don't like every time she's on screen, I think Rachel McAdams is a slog, which in other movies, sometimes I do. I, I'm not a big fan of Rachel McAdams' work. Yeah. But 
I just think the character itself doesn't really have enough going. And that's kind of a frustration in this film. She's a little passive mm. and she's like, I, I struggle to say like, she's not a manic pixie dream girl cause she's neither manic nor pixie, <laughs> but she's kind of like a, a dream plane yeah. girl in uh, a way, dude. like a good sweet. She's, she fucking her job. And like, she's just like a sweet down to earth, cute lady, which is just bullshit. Cause she's it's a hottie. Kind, it's kind of realistic, but she's, it's also like it's like yeah, but I want I want a little more from this person, you know? Like because she's downplaying her beauty. That's why this is a sci-fi. Is because Rachel McAdams says I'm just insecure. Fuck off. Yeah, whenever she says that, you're just fuck you're, off. You fuck yourself. Well, that's Rachel. why it doesn't work because you're having the super hot person be insecure and insincere about really how they look. There's a moment in the Barbie film where the narrator kind of pauses and goes. Oh, uh, maybe don't cast Margot Robbie if you have to make a point well, about spoilers, ugly dolls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, real spoiler about Barbie, guys. Um, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's that it's pushing the narrative that she's just a cute, quirky girl looking for yeah. a sweet boy. Like, no, I don't you're a hottie. S- I don't want to spoil too much about Barbie. Oh. Do oh. they nuke Japan at the end, though? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Only financially. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, we can't. You got any more thoughts before the plot? Um, yeah, I heard somewhere that Richard Curtis got the idea uh, f- to do this movie when he was just having like a conversation with his friend about being unhappy. Yeah, and a lot of it just came from wanting to find happiness in ordinary life, doing ordinary. That's things. exactly what this movie is about, and that's exactly yeah. it, right? Yeah, and. It could have been still a great movie, even without the time travel aspect. Yeah, but he added I, it in later. He, which clearly feels like such an afterthought when you add in sci-fi so as an yeah. afterthought. Yeah. And you don't really get to flesh <laughs> it out. You don't really get to mix it into the narrative in the way that you'd hope to. But if you start it from there. It's incredibly confident to kind of be like, let's just try it out. You let's know? just and do it. Yeah. I like that. Like, I don't... It's still it's, wholesome. It's kind yeah. of hellish to feel beholden to all the rules of physics and stuff and i just like at a certain point and i think richard curtis knew this and knows this is like the movie just becomes a fucking slog yes you know yeah and there's no point much like um uh, i believe chris renoll and the director of barbie um (laughs) uh he started on youtube he (laughs) like one of the quotes i I read about interstellar was like he was like i want to be as scientifically accurate as possible unless it gets in the way of dramatic storytelling yes which you can tell in interstellar not that i'm a fucking physicist but you can tell that he does make these kind of concessions yeah about reality of course and that part i think rubs people the wrong way with interstellar because christopher nolan evokes a lot of like hard criticism for some fucking reason like there's like there's so many people who are like Everyone's he's the greatest person of all time and yeah, then other dude. people who are like i don't know inception didn't make any sense and it's like well it's about dreams what did you fucking expect you know? <laughs> just like t- take a nap you know, just yeah <laughs> it, it like and and this movie is kind of like that too and i think that they're that you really have to be you have to kind of n- narrow your mind and just kind of be like do you want a movie that's that fucking just like a trudge Precise, through yeah. like bullshit you yeah. know yeah, dude. No, just have fun with it. It's yeah. more rom and yeah. calm yeah. than it Look is. Look at Groundhog Day. That's there you a, are. That's a that's movie it. that this was compared to a lot. Groundhog Day, Palm Springs, that's those it. movies, like, they're, like, it's just, they're much, sim- they're actually simpler. Groundhog Day is very simple. It's just, yeah. like, you just restart. You don't have to explain why. You just restart. 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 That's restart. it. 
and and i like that about this movie i like the confidence of being like yeah we don't need to fucking we don't have no. we don't need a particle physicist here to tell us how to how to shoot the ions at the neutron and make the God, the no. fusion uh, reaction into the uranium bits that's how you get barbie chernobyl yeah Whoa, um hey. <laughs> <laughs> we watched two different movies no i let's get into plot i'm, I'm excited to talk through some fantastic scenes so tim played by dom hall lives in his idyllic cornwall estate with his family oh. uh bill nighy his uncle and his mom and yeah. his sister kit kat they kind of like live like a very just like idyllic countryside lifestyle yeah very family oriented in a castle yeah at the beach they go to the beach every day for tea yeah there there's like voiceover in this film that i think really works like it's the story is told through voice over here oh yeah oh man well Dom, Dom Hall's just got lovely he's yeah. just a lovely oh, voice damn. you know um and then it kind of goes like from establishing all that to the new year's party mm-hmm. where he doesn't kiss that girl and his his boy jay knocks over a table um <laughs> but ca- on that point <laughs> this movie is the redheadest of redhead movies i didn't know it was possible to be more more redheaded than Donald Gleason. Yeah. But his friend Jay. Hell yeah. What a, just a smoke show. Yeah, dude. Fire on his face. It's also, great. um, fun hair, as Joanna says. Fun <laughs> hair. <laughs> fun hair. <laughs> also, some of the sickest fucking needle drops in this film ever. At the New Year's party, they played Tattoo and Mr. Brightside. <laughs> and the it's next. Very English. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, I, we got to talk about another incredible ne- needle drop later. <laughs> um, the next morning, his dad basically sits him down and he's like, you can travel through time. The men, All the men in our family can travel through time. Mm-hmm. Which, which is a good scene. I Like Dom Hall, it's weird to say Dom Hall kind of carries this movie with his charm, but yeah. he kind of does. Yeah. Because he's so funny. He's so He's got that charisma. He's got that riz. Yeah. <laughs> Dom, Dom Hall is a wonderful actor and I really love him. Yeah. But even in stuff like Star Wars, I think he's being like a little too much. But in this, he's fucking like you're watch. It's like you're watching a player yeah. play a perfect game, and exactly. he is so perfect in this mm. movie at what he does. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, so he tells him he can travel in time. Go into a closet, clench your fists, close your eyes, and imagine the place, and you'll be there. Yeah. So Dom Hall goes to do it, and he brings himself back to the New Year's party. And he stops Jay from knocking over the table and kisses the girl at midnight. Yeah. And then he gets back in real time. He's like, holy shit, this is actually a real thing. So his dad like tells him, which I, I like this scene because Bill Nighy explains it like you would in real life. Yeah. It felt very like real. Natural. You know? And like the banter is great when yeah. they talk to each other. They it, Like Donald Gleason says, what? No, no. No time travel. No, no. Like, I, I, what? Even if that was <laughs> this real. This is clearly a joke. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this yeah. What great, a weird joke. This is clearly a joke. Yeah. Great back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, his dad tells him, basically, he, like, cautions him against doing anything too drastic. Yeah. You know, like. Kill Hitler. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> or, like, try to make money or whatever. Like, Bill Nye, he's like, oh, I, I mean, I just go back in time and read. <laughs> yeah. And. What a He's guy. He's like, I've read everything you could ever want to read. I mean, which I'm is telling really you, lovely, for yeah. all the hotties in this movie, Vanessa Kirby, Rachel McCaddy, Margot Robbie, Bill Nye, that's hottest guy. Yeah. Just the best. Do you like Bill Nye? I love him. I don't. He's I never great. have. I've never really liked him as, oh. a, as a performer, but I really like him in this. Turks and Caicos. What's not to love? My guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I think the funniest movie he's ever done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love him. 
he's like he's the face of like oh but i'm just an alcoholic grandfather and i like to read he certainly is yeah that's his whole thing yeah definitely his whole thing is being skinny and drunk it's fantastic so basically dom hall is like i'm gonna use this power to like improve my love life you know he's very disciplined for a young 20 year old because I, I i was thinking that if you had this power wouldn't you just like go back in time to fix small situations constantly yeah like you would just kind of be like that social interaction wasn't perfect mm-hmm. and i want everyone to think i'm like the best if you are riddled with anxiety 100 percent but it would, I think it would become addicting. Yeah. Wouldn't it? To then be you like, would become cocky. You, you would just become so like calm because you're just like, I can just go back and fix whatever this is. Yeah. Basically. Which he does quite a few times, mm-hmm. right? Like the, so, so Margot Robbie, um, Charlotte comes to stay for the summer. Who's the cousin of Jimmy, who is Kit Kat's shitty boyfriend. Yeah. Kit Kat, his sister. Uh, Fantastic actor. Lydia Thomas is I've, her name. I've never she's, seen her in anything. She doesn't do, she hasn't worked a lot, but yeah. she's really good in this she's movie. She's amazing in this. She plays this like quirky, yeah. cute, like girl just kind really manic, well. Man- a she's a little manic pixie, but she, like, there's kind of reasoning behind it. Yeah. And she's, yeah. She's the black sheep of the family, not in like a way that they find her like a transgressive or anything but yeah. she's just a weirdo she's just a goof she's a goof. and and to be clear also tim um he, she is like his favorite person yeah like they're really close as he always siblings. says my sister kit kat is my favorite person yeah yeah so charlotte margot robbie um just before she i guess just before she is in wolf of wall street and just becomes one of the biggest stars in yeah. the world still she a shows goddess. up still just yeah, incredibly beautiful yeah. She comes to stay the whole summer, which is like, I mean, he's like a, an 18 year old. He's an awkward teenager. This, is, this would be hell yeah. for a young uh, boy. Oh my gosh. This would be fucking horrible. She's like in your bedroom or She's like just, just in around. your house. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, bro. And you're just like doing nothing. You just have to spend like every day with, yep. if you're like, if you're like an anxiety riddled young man, this would just be hellish. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Be so nervous, you just want to make a good impression on her, and then just, if you fuck it up once, that's it. You're that's fucking it. done. The hottest girl you know just hates you. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you get to practice that charisma, though. But that's the thing is, he does. Like yeah. he essentially, like he tells her at the end of summer, he's like, "I'm kind of into you." You know what do you think about that? And she's like, "It's kind of insulting that you left it till the last night." Yeah. And then so he goes back in time to tell her the beginning of the summer, and she's like, "Why don't you leave it to the last night?" Uh-huh. And then he kind of finds he's like, "You can't really make someone fall, fall in, love in love with, with you." you. And to be fair, like Charlotte, it's a little bit like you're playing hard to get. She's not impolite. She's perfectly nice. So she says, hey, try again on my last day here. But I also think I think the lesson there is that like no matter what he does, it yeah. will never work. No. You know, because you can't force someone else's Because action. she's not ready for it. Correct. You know, which it would start to make it a little problematic <laughs> if he's just kind of like an evil guy. Yeah. 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 That's why this movie is very sweet and they don't use their powers. They for should anything remake but this movie, but with Penn Badgley f- just being the guy. For That's you. basically yeah. butterfly effect. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, he goes off to London. Charlotte leaves out of his life. He goes off to London to be a lawyer, goes to live with Harry, his playwright friend of his dad's played by uh, Tom Hollander. Who's, incredible yeah really good love tom just hollander in, uh, incredible just in white lotus this past year and he was great he's awesome um now as he leaves for london i noticed a thing in my third rewatch of this film oh there is a big problem which might seem minor in the face of other things but dom hall gleason mm-hmm. doesn't say anything to his mother 
this entire time. Yeah. They literally never talk. They don't address. They don't bring her or, on screen. No, she is. She is on screen. Oh. But they do not. Her, her and him do not talk, which yeah. I noticed because Bill Nighy, as he leaves, says yeah. like, makes a joke. He's like, don't call your mother too much. She hates to be disturbed. But I was like, yeah, they haven't said anything to each other. No. Yeah, it's really weird. It was. It's a, it's kind of a, it's, I don't think it's not on purpose. It's just like an overlooked thing where I'm I like, I think yeah, they, they just don't forgot talk. to introduce this lady. She doesn't get one she minute does. of no, screen she, time. She totally does. But her and Dom Hall never interact. What is she? That's what I'm saying. Because they, they introduce her. They show her. They say her style icon is the queen. They show her on the ah. beach. Then they show her at dinner because she talks to Charlotte. She talks to Margot Robbie about leaving the next day. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. And then they just, they she just doesn't talk to her son. Never talks to Dom. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway. Okay. The other thing. So he goes to live with Harry, who's a playwright and an alcoholic and a, a miscreant, basically. <laughs> He's great. Um, yeah, he is great. <laughs> um, now I have a question yeah. that I could not find the answer to. And maybe someone can fucking tell me because it's driving me insane. Why is there a picture of Bryce Dallas Howard in his bedroom? <laughs> Why is there a picture of Bryce Dallas Howard playing his daughter? Amazing. I swear to fucking God, it's Incredible. her. It's her. Is it it's not her. her? It's gotta be her. It's all redheads in and this movie and every, no one else. Every time I tried to Google it, all the only thing that came up was that fucking Bryce Dallas Howard was like, they asked me to lose weight for Jurassic Park. I'm like, I don't want to know that. God damn okay? it, Bryce. I want to know what you were doing in that picture because <laughs> she doesn't show up later. And now here's the thing. When I rewatched it yeah. at the wedding scene, spoiler alert, there's a wedding involved. There's a <laughs> wedding scene where there's a girl who looks very much like this, like Bryce Dallas Howard. Huh. And maybe that's her. But I swear to God, in the picture, it's Bryce Dallas Howard, which is really weird. It's 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 like seeing Zoe Deschanel without bangs. It's one of those things, right? Where it's the same person, but it's not. But it's so like, I remember when I first watched this on the plane, I was like, oh, interesting. Bryce Dallas Howard and her early Bryce Dallas Howard appearance in this movie. Then I completely <laughs> forgot about it. Maybe and it's then... some British Dallas Howard, man. You don't know. <laughs> Ron Howard just slinging the dick so around I'm so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can never know, but... Uh, present yourself to us um bryce i know bryce i know you're listening if you're here please tell me if that is your real name bryce ganger oh god so he's he's in london being a lawyer he goes to don le noir Mm -hmm. the french restaurant that where he dined in the dark with his buddy jay yeah and they ended up being seated beside mary played by rachel McAdams, and joanna played by vanessa curry and they talk all night and it's really sweet and they have a good conversation. And they don't see each other. They don't see all each in other. The dark. Yeah. And then when she emerges, it's like, thank God she's hot because that would <laughs> suck if she wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and God. she's just like, she, she, when she emerges too, when Rachel McAdams emerges, it's almost like she stumbles out of the doorway yeah. into the street and it's like, oh, I'm just gingerly little gentle McAdams. Uh, don't forget that I played Regina fucking George in Mean Girls. What? What a transformation. Yeah. That's why it's unbelievable that it's like, come on, yo, look at you. Look at look at you. Look at what you look Rachel like. Rachel McAdams look has looked you. like the same age of her whole career. Yeah. Like, she's incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's the Rachel Weisz. It's the Rachels of our yeah, times. The Rachels, yeah. It's the Rachel Green. Yeah. They're all doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Green from Jennifer House Aniston. of Cards? Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> From Friends. Oh, okay. The Rachel. The quintessential Rachel. Wait, what's the name of the 
um, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Is that Rachel Brosnahan? Or yeah. Is it Rachel? Rachel Brosnahan. <laughs> she's she's lovely. Yeah. See all the rage. I thought she also played someone named Rachel in House of Cards, who ends up getting getting killed. She fucking does. She plays that prostitute Rachel. I don't think her real name is Rachel though. It's not. I don't. know. It is. Who gives a fuck? Rachel Moynihan. Brosnahan. You know what? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel has been on for years, and I haven't seen a single minute of it. Fuck that show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how many fucking anime- <laughs> Emmys it's won. <laughs> Fuck you, Jesus. Mrs. Maisel. But yeah, it is Rachel Brosnan. Yeah, okay, good for her. There's a nice like, um, as we've talked about this, the soundtrack for this film is rips. It's so fucking good. And there's a nice actually like recurring musical theme between Tim and Mary. Yeah, that's the it's the song Midair by Paul Buchanan. Hmm. Um, but it's like he, they use the kind of piano bit in it to repeat their kind of like love moments which it's really really nice Cute. i really like that Cute. and it reminds me a lot of there's a similar thing in worst person in the world and it drives me crazy that the worst person in the world score which is only like six minutes long yeah um isn't on spotify because it's so fucking good oh and there's this recurring piano riff in that movie that's amazing and it reminds me a lot of that nice how do you remember that because i like music (laughs) it's your mind well i don't it's not like i can't even like hear it in my head right now oh okay you know but i do but i also i did write it down that i was like this is really nice yeah when I rewatched Worst Person in the World, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this is so good. And, like, remembering how effective it is to the scene that it's mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. then you're, like, you kind of realize, you're like, oh, this is so fucking perfect. And it's repeated so many times in this movie, too, that you're just like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a perfect little, you know, couple seconds of music that plays Damn. at certain points. Yeah, I think it's definitely because the amount of content you consume that is audio only that you kind of seek it out maybe i'm curious because it's I, it's always been such an impressive thing to me my little brother does that too he'll watch a thing and then be like oh that's a garanson piece or whatever or like oh that's a zimmer thing from that other movie and he'll just have the memory of that tune well it's weird with someone like hans zimmer there's so many things that you're like oh this sounds like this this sounds like this movie sounds like this movie yeah because he'll repeat certain things yeah. if you listen to um the sound the score for the thin red line you hear things that he repeats in inception later oh which is really weird to feel because interesting the song time and inception which is used at the very end which is an incredible piece of music yeah it's actually the this i i so i'm not a musician as you know so i i find it hard to describe these things but there's this like soaring like note that kind of ripples across the music nice and he uses it in thin red line in these moments too and it it keeps kind of repeating and getting louder and louder and louder Mm -hmm. um yeah it's great if i mean yeah i'm a big i love film scores though so like yeah yeah Yeah. you have that one spotify album that's seven thousand songs from (laughs) movies it's like 70 days long it crashed your phone yeah it wrecked my old spotify you're crazy because it was too long yeah I just added the Oppenheimer <laughs> music to it because it's the Oppenheimer music is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so they do that in this movie. It's fucking great. It's yeah. a really good thing. Any uh, d- people who are getting into directing out there who want my tips, yep. do that. Come <laughs> check out the yeah. Spotify channel called uh, Polio is Eradicated. <laughs> Congratulations. It's a, pl- a different playlist. Okay. Jesus Christ. Do you have anything to say about these scenes? Are they at this point? They meet at the restaurant. She met, stumbles out. They've met, and he and she gives him his number, and he says, "My phone is the most important item. It's important that he says this. Yeah, my phone is the most important thing I have with me right That's now. That's right, because yeah. it's got your number in it. 
Yeah. Aww. Which is fucking. Look at dude, fucking wrist city over here. Her pants dropped right there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I was sitting on this chair, but now I've slid off. <laughs> oh, but how did this right, come okay, to Okay, don't be crass. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then, and then what happens? And then he goes home yeah. to uh, find out that uh, Harry's play which was debuting that night was mm-hmm. a disaster because yeah. one of the actors forgot his lines completely and it was going all so well up until that point. And so Tim, because he's a lovely man decides to go back in time and fix it. And he fixes it. Long story short, he fixes it with a couple cameos from Vernon Dursley and Richard E. Grant. My God. Uh, the last film. Incredible. That, what's his, the name of the actor who played Dursley? He's very famous. Uh, well, I don't know, but yeah, he p- he plays Dudley's dad in Harry Potter, and yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah, it was his last one before he died. Damn. And then Rich- Richard E. Grant is the yeah, uh, and so basically, the f- the uh, the play is a masterpiece, which really it's not. <laughs> like no. yeah. yeah, but so Tim fixes it, but then he realizes he's gone back in time and doesn't have Mary's number in his phone. Yeah, because he chose to go to the play that night instead of going to the restaurant. Yes. And then he engages in some light stalking. <laughs> oh, f- yeah. <laughs> so for days. Yeah. Days and days. He remembers he- that she's a big fan of Kate Moss and there's an exhibit on about Kate Moss. Yeah. Um, I was actually, I wrote this down because Harry says to Tim, <laughs> Tim's like, I'm going to fix your play. And Harry's like, how are you going to go give every London critic a blowjob? And I was like, is this movie rated R because he said blowjob? <laughs> and then I realized he walks into a room and there's Kate Moss titties just right behind him. Oh, so yeah, I'm okay. like, yeah, okay. okay, right, okay. I gotcha. That, that um, is love, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he hangs out at the exhibit to meet her and he finally does. And he, this, <laughs> this, is the, this is the biggest plot contrivance, I think, of the whole thing yeah. is that she reacts so kindly to him being a total creep. You have to. <laughs> yeah. You have to. Yeah. Oh my God, the number of times that you have to just, I've seen women just like hold their composure in the hopes that this crazy person who knows their name will not stab them where they stand. Yeah, it's a real shitty side effect of like the patriarchy that that's how the world is. Oh, it's like, it's ladies gotta be polite. When ladies you, you, be nice. When really, so you should just dead. be getting that pepper spray out and just yeah, it, straight up. This guy. I yeah. mean, if it was America, he might not have been dealt with kindly. Definitely not. Yeah. 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 Get his ass whooped. You get shot in the fucking leg. Yeah. Yeah. At the Kate Moss exhibition. Man shot. I just picture Rachel McAdams just shooting him in the leg and then like (laughs) pinning pinning him down and like (laughs) sticking her finger into it, being like, Who sent you? (laughs) It's like Liam Neeson. And then she curb stomps him. Oh yes. Fashion is brutal. And so he has to have tea with them, him her and Joanna. And uh they say yes inexplicably when she's like, get your peppers for you. This guy's a crazy person. <laughs> she finds out that Rachel McAdams has a boyfriend, boyfriend. already, a yeah. recent boyfriend. This is the part where he does something very selfish, in my opinion. He finds out how they met to go back in time to make sure that they don't meet. Perfect. That's the ticket. But is it not? It's incredibly selfish, though. Don't you think? No, I would do the same. I mean, I would so do the same because I'm selfish. Because sociopath, I'm out, I'm out here. I meet the love of my life, and then I'm just gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah. he's gonna be happier with what's her face, nah, bro. Here, here's the thing, you have to believe that they are meant to be together. You know, yeah. You have, and the film does makes that uh, clear. That sure. which is what the, kind of the whole point of the 
the restaurant scene is like yeah, you're like clearly the they have to be together yeah um because it's not just shallow attraction guys yeah. they met in the dark guys guys yeah she has binds and just luckily they're both hotties Come you know on. yeah yeah so he but i i do and on rewatch i was like that's a pretty selfish thing to do yeah. go back in time and do it but you best believe i'm about to fuck up your life <laughs> so <laughs> don't be going know. to no dark parties it's over yeah for you. i'm gonna go as i said to you and when we watch this i'm gonna go back in time and fucking eat vanessa kirby's flaccid <laughs> hot dog so <laughs> yeah you better watch out <laughs> All right, step one, uh, gonna, Queen's sister. I'm going to whisper die. tenderly in her ear, I thought you should have won for Pieces of a Woman. <laughs> Jesus. And she's going to be like... You ever see that movie? No. Oh, it's good. Because she's like, I'm a waitress, so what are you on about? <laughs> and then she'll pepper spray you. No, she... You never saw... She got nominated for an Academy Award, right? I think no, for Pieces amazing. of a Woman. Yeah, it's, no. a, it's a really good movie, and she's fucking phenomenal in it. Yeah. Incredible. Um, I mean, she's great in The Crown. She fucking ate it. Ate that lunch. I, ha- I have to say, unfortunately, she's kind of the only part I like about The Crown. Well, I think yeah, a sure. lot of her episodes are so good. Hell that, yeah. Like, the things that focus on her, and I think she's so fucking... Well... She's the th- manic pixie queen girl. <laughs> yeah. There's there's other parts I like about The Crown, but specifically, there's that one the one episode where she meets Matt, Matthew Good, yeah. which is, like, pretty amazing. He's Oof. the photographer and stuff, and takes a... It, like, amazing. pretty fucking Every scene episode. with her is that you can't take your eyes off yeah. her. She's incredible. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Vanessa Kirby, you can feed me a hot dog any day, I'm telling you. So <laughs> as long as it's placid. <laughs> Enjoy that. But like I was like I was saying earlier, like this is kind of a situation where it's like, don't you think you would kind of get addicted to yeah. manipulating every situation? For sure. You know? And then also you would And would that fuck with you? I think you would get more confident in the next interaction, right? You would guess- learn from your mistakes. And know that you can fix it in real time. So you would just be confident knowing that even if I fuck it up, I'll just fix it. So you would not be riddled with anxiety all the time. I guess it's like... you. The, it would be a drug. Yeah. Like one of the reasons like people who have social anxiety, I think in, in like social situations, like you really only have one shot at this. Yeah. And whereas like in this, it's like you could really... You, you're 100 times. It's like, it's like you get to practice yeah. everything. Yeah. You know. Every outcome. Yeah. That's great. It's like um, it's the dream. It's, it's like the that Nathan Fielder show, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the rehearsal yeah, the in rehearsal. real life, yeah. guys. Fucking Duck City over here. Yeah. Um <laughs> that show is fucking so funny. I loved it. It's funny and upsetting. It's hard to watch, but but it would like I I feel like it would definitely make you excessively calm. Yeah, you know, because you're sure. just like yeah. So anyway, he he drags Rachel McAdams away from this party to avoid get her to avoid meeting yeah Rupert. Although you know what. I feel like if she really didn't like him, she could have Tim is still better than Rupert. And even if they, he didn't have to like totally take her from the party if they're meant to be. He didn't like whisk her away in the way that um, she was ambivalent towards him. She was clearly into him. Definitely. So it's just um, uh, he took opportunity of the time. Yeah. The timing. Who knows? Right? Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, they go out for dinner and stuff, and then he, they basically like, fall in love, basically. And they, no. He walks her home, and then they oh. fall in bed. Wait, wait, wait. Not only does sh- he walk her home, she walks yeah. them she home. Makes, she makes him she's, walk her she's home. She's got yeah. hella riz, because yeah. she's like, 
um, can she's you walk like, me to my car? Yeah. She's and like, then, who's manipulating who now, bitch? She yeah. walked me to my car, which is parked right outside my house. Hell yeah. Okay. What's up? And not only I <laughs> looked up how long, that was a six, six mile, mile walk. walk. Yeah. Come on. That's yeah. three hours. <laughs> they is, walk three hours. It is like, it's actually, I think it's a really cute scene when yeah. he's like, did you have trouble parking? <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's like, like, no. She's like, uh, it's I a little bit. Yeah. And then she, yeah, I, I, it is sweet. I got a right to also the the kind of chemistry they have when he says like he's like i often worry about prostitutes not enjoying sex after they've quit being <laughs> prostitutes <laughs> and she's like do you really worry about that a do lot you, that yeah, really is that something you worry mind? about all the time yeah <laughs> it's great it's great banter. see rachel mcadams i think is good in this movie i just don't think her character has enough you know enough zhuzh I don't think it needs enough zhuzh, man. It's all about him obviously and his family. It, it obviously doesn't need it because we enjoy the movie. But I yeah. I do think like she's not as well-rounded a character as I would like. No, she's yeah. basically an object. Yes, and which, that's what which she makes her being. manic pixie dream, dream girl-esque, except she's neither manic nor pixie. And that's right. the thing. But she's, she's on similar lines. Yeah. In the way that... Yeah. Zoe Deschanel's character doesn't have any specific zhuzh in 500 Days. It's all about wrong. him. It's all about the guy. No, I, I think you're you're wrong about that, but we can't get into why. <laughs> yeah, cause well, tell me why. Well, here my theory about 500 Days of Summer, which I do love. I do ad- I admit that it has problems. And I also think that people are very hard on that movie because of how it exploded into this very big popular thing. It launched Zoe Deschanel into like the biggest thing for like five years. Sure. Um, it created a bunch of like normal ladies who were like, I want to wear a skirt and play a ukulele and stuff. <laughs> um, but my whole feeling about 500 Days of Summer is that it's from the perspective of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. And he's only seeing what he thinks is happening. Right. And he's not allowing, this is his character flaw, he's not allowing for the fact that she has her own internal life that mm-hmm. might not revolve around him. Sure. And that's kind of the issue with her. So you're seeing a skewed perspective of Zoe Deschanel in that movie. And then you find out in the end when she's like getting married and all this shit that's happened and he's having a hard time accepting it. It's like, yeah, dude, the girl has a life and she has an internal like thing going on. Yeah, but this in relation to that, this movie doesn't have any perspective like storytelling from Rachel McAdams's perspective. No, but so that's what I'm saying. Like while you see it from the guy's perspective. Rachel McAdams is an object, same as 500 Days of Summer, Zoe Deschanel is an object because you're only seeing it from the guy's perspective. But that's the point of 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. And it's yeah, not yeah, the yeah. point of this movie. No. And you do spend up, you do end up spending a lot of time with yeah. Rachel McAdams where you're still, there's something missing there with her. Mm. That's the thing. Oh I've, yeah, like her dynamic with her parents and stuff. Yeah, there, there's often times where you're just kind of like, I, I just want to learn a little bit more about this woman. Like, yeah. what's going on? Why is she in England? Yeah. Why is she, why did she become a reader at an agency? Like, what is it about, what, what are, like, why does she wh- wear what are her fucking dress? hopes and dreams? Like, <laughs> yeah. why did she choose to wear a red wedding dress? Right. Things like that are, are kind of missing from her Fair. character. Okay. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas in, in my opinion, and again, this might be just my way of defending 500 Days of Summer because it's a movie that I love. That's kind of the thematic point of mm. that movie mm-hmm. and so it has to be that way a little bit yeah um which obviously like lots of people watch it and they don't like that yeah it. 
but you know that's but he's a good enough guy no like they don't like that like zoe deschanel kind of is manic pixie but i i completely disagree she is not i right. think she is i think there's more going on in that film that than was people, the point right to, yeah then people give it credit for yeah that they portrayed her as that in the first half because that's how the guy sees her exactly right yes cool. and i think that's kind of the deeper point of that yeah film. anyway um good movie and if you don't like it you're wrong (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) wait so that hold on they go walk he walks her home we have to go back in time for a minute we have to about time ourselves because we got to talk about the needle drop at the party which is (laughs) perfect not only is it an incredible song it works so perfectly in that moment yeah um it's the song dilemma by (laughs) nelly and kelly roland I think about is you. Oh, oh. and we I, I watched the music video because yes! you told me to watch Thank it. Thank you, finally. Um, which I had never noticed because it came out in like 2002 <laughs> um that she texts him on an Excel spreadsheet which is really weird. <laughs> Where are you? Yeah. It's fucking great. Also like I can't believe you also never came across that meme. It's been on the internet no, for ages. No, that and that's what I assumed was I was like, I had never noticed that, you know. But <laughs> I got to say, dude, like that music video for one is wildly 2000s which is yeah, amazing yes basically like kelly Rowland moves across the street they live <laughs> they live in like the weirdest suburban most like white bread <laughs> suburban neighborhood and yeah. then there's like there is like nelly and kelly Rowland. and i'm not saying that like people can't live like people like that can't live there i'm not saying <laughs> what that do you at mean all. people like that <laughs> <laughs> but it does look like it looks like the neighborhood from fucking american beauty and then kelly Rowland moves across the street yeah. and Nelly is just chilling outside of his house and he's like, Hey, you're hot. What's up? All yeah. I think about is you. I know. And, but like, she just like falls in love with him, man. It yeah. looks like a neighborhood in the fucking Mississauga. <laughs> it looks like such an office neighborhood. It's so where, weird. Like, yeah. You know, Gary lives. <laughs> and then, but also Nelly is there. So what the fuck's going on? That's great. <laughs> you can just, you can just picture like a middle-aged white guy, like looking through his blinds being like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, the worst Destiny's Child just moved <laughs> across the street. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, what a great choice to cast <laughs> Destiny in About Time. And he's just, he's just uh, mowing his lawn and he's like, morning, Nelly. <laughs> oh, it's fucking perfect. <laughs> Nelson to you, Greg. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's Nelson to you, Greg. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Sorry, everybody. Uh, we too much fun. Regret much fun. what we just said. <laughs> so yeah. So okay, they get to her apartment. Yeah. Yeah. They get to her apartment, and this is the time when she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go inside and change into my pajamas." And sexy then you can come in here and take it off if you want to if you want to he wants to incredible Tell so me. of course he like waits and she's already in her grandfather scrooge mcduck pajamas yeah through. smoking a pipe yeah. <laughs> matching set with, mo- with her monocle blue stripes she's like the monocle you have to take off from the back it's great <laughs> she looks just like jim carrey in that animated movie um and then he comes in and he's like all right they fumble they have a cute little clumsy quickie and it's over and then he's like would you just excuse me for one second i have to put these newfound powers to use hell yeah dude and then he comes back oh and he comes back he comes back twice twice yeah gets it done and then the third time they're just on the floor sprawled out from sheer ecstasy Uh and she's like 
what only once <laughs> only once yeah <laughs> he's like it's well, a that's not entirely fair is yeah. it <laughs> it's a really funny great. scene it's, it's like really it's really adorable the fact that he like just goes to re-experience like yeah. i said he goes to re-experience the thing and like just make it slightly Tweaks better it. each time yeah which is like that's that's a good that's a nice thing Hell to yeah. do yeah. yeah and then and then we kind of like from there we like go into this montage of them like falling in love which all takes place in a subway station yeah which i really like and a really good song really good kind of matching Perfect. thing whole you know what it really reminds me of mm. this might be controversial to some reminds me a lot of like how i met your mother yeah that yeah, type yeah. of storytelling definitely very much because i'm a big fan of that show i yeah. know it people it leaves a sour taste in, in people's great. in people's mouth but yeah one of the things i love about especially earlier how i met your mother kind of like before season five or five before that mm -hmm. that show was so good at playing with time in different ways which is interesting because that's what this movie is about but like the way that how i met your mother would constantly like you know there would be episodes where you're going back in time from different perspectives you're seeing yeah. all these things there's montages much like this one and i really like that stuff and i think this is like such a good example of it and i honestly i'm like this feels like it was like inspired by that in some way i don't know <laughs> yeah. it, it does like yeah yeah i'm a big proponent it's of very that show, sweet though. right yeah. it's sweet without yeah. being saccharine it's, also you don't have to like you don't have to make like one scene that explains it. No. You can just make this montage that you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. It's really it's over time. It's the magic of cinema. Yeah. I say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah. 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 It's beautifully done. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. cool. I like the music. I like the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then so remind me at the very end, because this ties into something I want to say at the end, this subway sequence. Okay. Okay. Um, and then so basically they, uh, um, Mary's parents come to visit. They meet Tim, and then Tim and Mary go to meet Tim's parents. Yeah. Um. And there is there's a sadly ironic moment where um, <laughs> Rachel McAdams talks to Tim's mom, and she's like, "What are your you know What are these like? What are your issues? Like, what's your what's your problem? Like, what yeah. are your weaknesses?" And she's Ugh. like, "I have a I can sometimes have like a really bad temper." And her mom is like well, how else are you going to get get a man to do what you want, basically? Which is like kind of a cute joke, but it's also like, right. it's a little sad because you're like, both of you have likely been manipulated into these relationships yeah. by your these yeah. men who are time traveling. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I don't think you guys have anything to complain about because you're leading <laughs> you the perfect also, lives. You also don't have a lot of agency in the matter. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Suckers. That's what I want. That's, I want that for me. Yeah. Yes. That'd be great. Oh, man. I meant the power. I want that power to, for me to manipulate <laughs> you. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd let you. <laughs> okay. Give me that hot dog. <laughs> give, me that, give me that undercooked Continue. hot dog. Um, and then basically, uh, Tim encounters Charlotte at the theater with his friend Rory. Yeah. Um, who's in that fucking show that rules that I fucking can't remember the name East of. East Eater. Fucking Glasgow, Scotland. It's a, it's a it's a British show filmed in Glasgow, and it's about a guy who has chlamydia and has to tell all of his previous partners. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It is. You know what that show is? What? That's a really good example of a rom com television show done right. There you go. Fucking are. awesome show. Yes. Um, it's it's so good. I'm never gonna look up the name and tell people, but I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you how awesome it is. <laughs> you know what's you know what's annoying though? What? It, it was originally called Scrotal Recall. <laughs> No, lovesick. 
Love Sick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. my God. It was called Scrotal Recall. Yeah, and then Netflix picked it up and was like, no thanks. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Yeah. 98% Rotten Tomatoes, dude. That's because it fu- it's so good. Recall. Yeah. Incredible. Gives me warm and fuzzy feelings, but Daniel Glas- Glasgow too. Yeah. Yeah. And his the um the 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 woman who's like the ultimate object of his affection yeah. in that show, she is such Evie. a good actress, Evie. Yeah. yeah she's and awesome. also also so is the woman who he almost ends up with. She's amazing too. That show is just full of fucking hilarious oh, actors. Shit. Yeah. Okay, Evie, I see you in the good doctor. She's definitely she's a short king because she's like four foot nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's a short king. Yeah. Um so so basically um he goes out with his friend Rory who's he, that actor is so funny. And um he encounters Charlotte again and then <laughs> he has to go through a couple rounds before he he finally he's like maybe I just shouldn't talk to her at all. <laughs> Cuz yeah. he makes a bunch of comments about Ugh. um his uh, her gay girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that that scene where he's like I'm going to go get my boyfriend who's a boy. It's who's like a boy. really perfect. Yeah. The funniest scene in this film though in in my opinion is like so he they Charlotte ends up bumping into him outside of the theater yeah. against his will basically. Right. Then they talk and she they talk for a bit and then she turns to Rory and she's like and you are and he's like very well and the way Dom Holly's like she means your name <laughs> and then and you he, are and then very well and then he says Roger and he's like no Rory no, no it's not it's not Roger like he forgot his own name because she's so beautiful the way yeah the way he's like he's like if you had sex with her you just die you just you'd open her shirt and you just die you just look at her face you just look at her breasts die. and die um but though <laughs> the way those scenes where everyone is kind of talking at one time yeah. and it's all perfectly timed yeah and it moves so quickly but like oh, <laughs> like acting. dom hall dom hall his delivery when he's like she means your name is <laughs> like so amazing Icon. but then charlotte mm-hmm. walks off with her friend and then comes back and it's like i told my friend to fuck off <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm like what the Tell him to leave. We're and going. Then, You're walking me and home. And then Tim Bye. does the same thing to Rory. Yes. And I'm like, you guys are fucking not cool. And the thing that bothers me about this scene, which I asked you about, yeah. was like the philosophical idea of like, he essentially gets to her hotel room. Which, he walks her to her absolute door. Which he sh- he should never have really gotten to that Yes, point, of course. You know? Like he should have just said goodnight. He should have never gotten to dinner with her alone. Because he entertained right? the idea of wanting to sleep with her. Yeah. And, and the question I had for you is like, is it still cheating if like he does it and then goes back in time and makes it so it Lol, never happened? Yes. Right? Yes. And that's the Lol. thing. That was the thing. I was like, of course it is. Cause yeah. it's like, it still happened to him in his mind and he would 100%. still feel the guilt of it. Right. And also the way he immediately cuts it short after he walks her to the door because he has a moment of panic mm-hmm. that, Oh, I'm about to do some wrong thing. Yeah. Even though I'm barely basically doing it and he rushes home. And wakes up Rachel McAdams and asks her to marry him while she's half asleep. Yeah. The thing is, like, don't ever put yourself in a situation in which you, like, like, don't even. That's why the marriage scene is so insincere to me. It's just like. You think so? Well, of course. He, like, selfishly, like, wakes her up because he's like, hey, you know, I could have had a shot. I could have banged Margot Robbie, but look at me. I'm out here trying to marry you. That's what he came up with. I actually think it, I kind of think it's sweet that it clarifies his feelings for her. That he realizes that he's like, this isn't what I want. I want my sleeping girlfriend. Yeah, but he could have known that at the restaurant. 
he didn't have to go up to the door yeah. to realize that yeah. like what changed in five minutes come on i agree i agree that it, it looks it's kind of a bad it's a kind of a bad guy. look to for him to have even made it as far as getting to the door i think that's why it's like good that they show that this character is not perfect yeah. even though he travels back in time he's still just a boy trying to get his dick wet whoa i'm not sorry with but barbie yeah with barbie well who wouldn't so yeah so they decide to get married and then rachel mcadams says one of the most insulting things i've ever heard which is i'm not taking my pants off for scotland which is ridiculous come on yeah. now yeah, um, rude because he he suggests going on honeymoon at a cottage <sighs> in scotland she's this like, is how i know zoe deschanel would take her pants off for scotland she would do it she's in scotland right now with no pants on yeah I swear to god committed no. yeah god bless you sorry. <laughs> And then there's like there's uh, a nice wedding sequence where the wedding is kind of like a whole disaster, but it's all lovely and nice. Yo, that wedding, the poster moment of them laughing in the rain. It's great. It's yeah. beautifully done. Just gale winds and torrential downpour. Yeah. And and it's peak Britain, I guess, because that's what the weather's like there. I guess. Yeah, I think that's like. Or Scotland, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. like really, it's fun. It's like a, it's like a different. Yeah. It's like. You know how much I hate weddings. I actually liked this wedding scene. Yeah. Um, it was, it because was it, it, for one, it's only like three minutes long. and Sweet and chaotic. Yeah. And then like it, I actually like the storytelling in all of this because it, it kind of moves quite elegantly from the wedding to the baby. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's kind of in one long, not long, but like kind of like one pacey moving montage. And totally. it's really sweet that yeah. they, they just end up like getting there. And something I thought about a lot about this movie, which is really rare for romantic comedies in general was like this is kind of like a movie about a weird like middle period of of being alive you know like yeah of like kind of late 20s early 30s mm -hmm. and like like yes you, you're like fall in love but then also it shows a lot of the being in love part which yeah. a lot of romantic comedies kind of stop at the we're now in love and together without showing the part of them being together yeah and this movie kind of moves into that and you're just like oh it's like really getting into it you know it's like i i really like that about this totally there's also one thing that doesn't work for me in this film is that the whole time i'm watching it with great tension waiting for something bad to happen and it never does well well something does bad does happen i think the but stakes are not high enough for it to be a bad thing to happen one because he can go back in time and easily fix it but he can't at some point sure he chooses he, not to no at some point, he can't, or else he's choosing between his sure. baby and his sure, father. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's the thing. And one thing, so something that drives me crazy. We, I think we said this in Eat, Pray, Love, mm -hmm. was like the manufactured breakup part of every fucking rom com. Yeah, just really drives me insane. Yeah. And I really like that this movie doesn't have it. Like they're, yeah, it's like they're, wholesome all the way. Their relationship is just working and going. And yes, yeah. they argue and stuff, but like it's just kind of moving along they have a kid they have another kid and then like yep. you know it works and that's what's sweet and then you kind of find out later that it's like his, his dad has known he's had cancer yeah. for a long yeah. time and also but before that um kit kat gets in a car accident that one yeah when like he his sister gets in a car accident and just before that his daughter is born right they're having a baby shower they're having a baby yeah. shower it's a baby girl Posey. Posey. Yeah. So he learns that, uh-oh, she's, my sister's about to come here, but she's been drinking and driving. And then, of course, she gets in a bad accident. So he goes back in time. She's in a toxic relationship with this guy, Jimmy, who she met at the New Year's party. Right. Terrible yeah. asshole. Yeah. So 
he goes back in time and he makes sure that his sister never meets Jimmy. All that's fine. She never gets into an accident. Comes back to present day, baby shower, and now his kid is a boy. Yes. So, there's no, like, real trolley problem for daughter versus sister. Like, he got both? Well, you know, like no DUI, no jail sentence for the sister, like nothing bad. But in the present, he kind of figures out, he's like, well, I have to fix this. Some things, one thing, one thing this movie, I think, does a good job of is that like one, I think one unseen consequence of time travel is that you, sometimes it's like, well, I don't, I want those mo- those moments crystallized in my history. I yeah. don't ever want to change them because yeah. I want to have had them and I want the other person to have had them too, right? Mm-hmm. So like even if he goes back, so okay, here's an example, right? If he goes back in time, he's still experienced everything he's experienced, right? But say it changes something for Rachel McAdams and she doesn't remember a moment they had maybe. Yeah. That would suck for, for him too, totally. right? Yeah. And I think that's like, that's the thing. And so he realizes he kind of like, there's some things much like love you can't make someone love you yeah there's some things you kind of have to fix in reality Mm -hmm. which he does with kick out is basically like he lets her instead of taking using the quote-unquote cheat code yeah he has to have the hard conversation of being like look this person that you love is fucking up your life right and you have to fix it yeah and then he does and yes you're right like it's there's no sacrifice it's very simple yeah it she basically accepts it and ends up with jay and stuff and yeah yeah he still gets to have his daughter and his sister and she never goes to jail because she's you know privileged and well she wouldn't have gone to jail for a dui you don't go to jail for a DUI. We got on a ticket. Maybe you've gotten her license revoked. I don't know how they do it in England. Oh damn! You know what? Actually, in England, when you get they, into a freaking car crash like that. Yeah, they do hang you in England for that. At the very least, I would they hope so. They burn your feet. Yeah. Um, no, no, they no. This they, is why I walk everywhere. You can, there's constant. If she didn't, she didn't kill anyone. She didn't like. It, it was an accident. It's a car accident. But if you're also, what a downer on this movie would be. It was just <laughs> like, and then Kit Kat went to jail, but Kit we were happy because my daughter was still around. <laughs> <laughs> you're such a cynic. <laughs> Take a break. Have a Kit Kat. Like he, but the thing is too is like he knows when he goes back to help Kit Kat that he's taking a risk, but he doesn't know how much of a risk until he comes back to the present and his daughter is gone. Gone, right? Yeah. And then he kind of finds out that it's like if you want those things to stay the same, something like a baby yeah. is a point in time from which you cannot go backwards. Right. From. Right. And he finds that out a little bit, even though later he he kind of does with his dad. Yeah. You know, but they try to keep it exactly the same, right? And so he finds out his dad has cancer mm-hmm. and is dying. It's one one scene I really love is like when they're at the funeral itself and he goes back in time to talk to his dad yeah. and he tells his dad he's like, "Well, right out there in the present is your funeral." Yeah. But I'm here to tell you nice suit. to talk to you and he's like, "Nice suit." And yeah. It's really sweet and it's like it it's weirdly feels like it's like a thought experiment of it's like when people die and you're like, "Oh, the last thing I said to them was this yeah and you're like what would i say to them if i could talk to them again right and he keeps like doing it over and over again until he until rachel mccadams is like let's have a third baby yeah and then he's like he knows that if he has the third baby he'll his never be able would... to see his dad again right yeah beautiful 
And so he goes back one last time and then they go back in time to when he was like a really little kid and they walk on the beach and stuff. It's yeah. very sweet. Like the stuff with his dad is really, really incredible. Sweet. Like yeah. that's the best part of this whole film. That's why early on when you say it's not really about Rachel McAdams, his, yeah. it's not about love in a romantic sense for a significant other. It's love for your family, for your parents. But it, it's also like finding, it's like finding those moments and that time mm where it, everything is finite. Like Bill Bill Nye says, he's like, I've known I've had lung cancer. I could have gone back in time and quit smoking, but I never would have met your mother. Your mother wouldn't have found me mother sexy without a cigarette. Which is like a funny thing, but it is kind yeah. of like, he's like, some things are inevitable. Yeah. Like he's like, I will die. Yeah, You can go back in time and re-experience it, but then some things you just have to make a choice to, totally. you know, to experience. Yeah, And so finally like bill nye he's gone his dad is gone from even from his like timeline of history and he tells him before he dies he's like try to go and like live your life and then try and just do one each day again like yeah. do it once and then do it again and then try to experience it which is like it's essentially it, again it's like the thought experiment of being like in the moment yeah like living in the moment and yeah. trying to be like every day is like a blessing to have mm. despite all of the hardships and the annoyances and the stupid shit you have to go through. Like it's better to try and find beauty in this because it is fleeting because you don't, you can't go back in time. Yeah. us That's the thing is like us as the viewers, we're our thought is always like, yeah, well we can't do this. Yeah. So what's the lesson here? And the lesson is like, try to find the beauty the first time, which he ends up doing in the end. Correct. Right? Yeah. And like, Ugh, what a lesson. He basically says, he's like, I don't even like time travel anymore. I just try to live it the second way right away. Yeah. 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 It's really sweet. And that's. What, what happens in the end there? It feels like, do they, Rachel McAdams and they have the third baby. Mm -hmm. And then what happens? Nothing. They just go on living. That's the point of the film. Right. Is there, do, do they, like, what exact, do they say, like, I'll see you later or something, right? And then do they go on a subway? I'm forgetting the ending a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, the, you mean, like, the final, literal the final scene? The absolute final scene. I believe they're walking their kids to school. Okay. Or something. Okay, okay. But I wanted to say, so the subway scene, right? Yeah. This movie, the theme about it, I think, with, like, with love, with, like, romantic love and, like, familial love and stuff like that is like so did you watch the credits for a bit at least so in the credits a lot of the credits are just like credits are playing on the side and then there's a shot of them just like walking mm -hmm. they like walk out of the subway they yeah walk down the street it's like from far away it's just this couple and they're just walking oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and the th the thematic elements are like life and these things happen in these small moments right which is what i think differentiates this from a lot of rom-coms like the judd apatow shit where they're just like we have to do a big huge romantic gesture yeah, yeah. but it's like yeah but like life develops in these small little things where you're in this moment here yeah and it doesn't have to be like every like love isn't about like you have to go to the eiffel tower one day and fucking do this and then go for a romantic dinner and every moment has to be fireworks right yeah there's so much life in these small things basically which is also what he is like with his family is like sitting on the beach for tea uh playing ping pong with his dad mm -hmm. coming back to like just talk to his dad and yeah. stuff like that right yeah. and that's what i love about this movie is like it doesn't for for a rom-com it doesn't actually paint 
these like really lofty unrealistic expectations of what love or life should be yeah and that's what i think is super beautiful about this movie yeah 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 and it's wonderfully done and it's it's a little bit surprising that it's coming from the guy who did love actually which is the corniest of corns yeah and i love the the lasting impression at the end of this movie which if you're i guess if you're like a if you're you really wanted something escapist you're just kind of like Oh, that's it? But it's like, yeah, well, that is it. Because that yeah. actually is real life. Yeah. That is what life is. Exactly. And it's about time you got with it. And you like, but like, you don't need to be inspired to make everything the most insane moment it, it ever is. You yeah. just have to like, it's better to live in these moments, I think. That's what's cool about it. That's the ticket. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's like that question where we talk about how, what percentage of your time do you spend thinking about the past versus the present versus the future yes yeah we were talking about that with some friends yeah. and so what was it for you was it like 50%? mostly the future what did what percentage would you say the future of it was like 75 percent. 75 yeah. future 20 no like f- no it was something like 80 future 10 present 10 past got it yeah yeah and like one of our friends they said that it was like most people who are anxious think most about the future which i was like yeah of course yeah <laughs> oh i would have thought that they think about the past this is what you said in the moment and everyone was like no no is you're oh. always you're because you're constantly worried about things What's that haven't happen? happened <laughs> you know interesting yeah. yeah i thought it's more of a regret thing like oh god that got that happened in the past and now i don't think i don't think regret causes like that type of anxiety mm. you know mm-hmm. you're i think anxiety is so often caused by like what could happen what, what could. bad thing is about to happen to me yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah fair yeah. that's it about time oh man Finn. what do you you have a top five for us no you had a question oh that's we're right. not gonna do a top five that's in lieu of the top five pre had a i thought it was like tying into a very important note about you're you're gonna ask this question about time travel yeah and i wanted to the reason i wanted to do it after everything was because i wanted to establish our thoughts on time travel and how it kind of is working totally <laughs> and so that yeah yeah perfect i was just i'm curious to know what would you do if you had like the same power that donald gleason's character had where you can travel back to the past but to like a singular moment do you want you want to know what moment or what would i do what moment would you go back to yeah because i when you think about this in in reality it's weird when I think about this a lot, it's like, even if like not everything in my life is perfect, this is the exact theme of the film. Yeah. <laughs> even if everything in my life isn't perfect, there's enough like good things that I'm like, I don't want to go too crazy because those good things might be gone when I come back. Yeah. You know, like you, for example, right? Mm. It's like, if I go back and change things before I met you, it's kind of like, oh yeah, but she, I might never have met her. Right. Psh, shut up. Huh? Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. I mean, I would go back and maybe take that drink out of your hand, but, you know. <laughs> what the hell? Our audience, <laughs> this is all a ruse. I am only drinking tea, maybe coffee. There's some Baileys in it. <laughs> That's besides the point. <laughs> go on. <laughs> this is as much Baileys as percentage that I think <laughs> about the future. Um, I was actually thinking, like, the moment, like, currently, if I could choose one one moment to go back to. Yeah. I would probably go back to remember when we uh, went to Scotland and took our pants off. <laughs> yeah. Um, like which Rachel McAdams wrong yeah. about. That's stupidity. how people travel there without their fool. Pants. <laughs> fool. It's one of the top pantsless nations in the <laughs> world. Okay. Um, but that day we were on Sky 
and we went to we hiked up store but we went off the path and we were sitting and watching the sheep and then that plane flew by us and stuff remember that that was a really nice moment yeah that was a fantastic moment yeah oh and we didn't know where that sound is coming from for the longest yeah time. it was really cool if anyone's looking for a vacation go up to sky and go on that hike it's not like a big hike but it's really cool and yeah and just walk and eat a sandwich on the grass oh that was a good look sandwich. at the sheep Definitely yeah. do Scotland, guys. What are you doing with your lives? Yeah, go Anybody to Scotland. Anybody who's not in Scotland, suck a dick. <laughs> 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 Sorry, no. I, you know, I, me Whoa. too. I'm not there. And, uh, you know, what what moment would you go back to? And I, would you change anything? I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything. But I was thinking if I could just go back to relive it, I would want to see how things turn out if I went back to living in Toronto and never leaving it. As a ten-year-old, like we would have never pre, met pre nine eleven. Yeah, I think there's a greater chance that we would have met because I would have been in this country already. Yeah, but I, I'm never going to Toronto, bro. You lived in <laughs> Ottawa, you fuck. That's some <laughs> bullshit. All right, <laughs> it would be a greater odds. But I know, I know what you mean. I wouldn't change anything right now. Yeah, that's I, why I am like you. I don't think about the past at all. I'm maybe not enough about the present either because i'm so just like daydreamy in the future all the time i don't think the thing is like i don't think i personally there's nothing in my life i'm like i regret it so much yeah and it's like it's a balance between like it's like i regret it so much but if i didn't do it it would change too much about me or my future that i would risk going to change it yeah like for example you you know very well that like there was a time where I dated someone who I, I regret dating this person. Yeah. You know, there yeah. is at least one in my life who I do regret. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, as bad as that relationship was, it's like, yeah, but it taught me so much about myself <laughs> yeah. and relationships and what I want out of life, you know? Totally. Much like in the relationship previous to ours. Yeah. I don't have like negative feelings about it, but it did clarify a lot of much like Dom Hall Gleason getting to Margot Robbie's door. Yeah. It taught me, yeah. it like clarified a lot of what I would want out of life as an older person. Totally. Like not in my twenties anymore and looking for a, a more serious relationship. Yeah. Things like that. Cause right? it's like thoughtful. So I would never go back and be like, <laughs> I would never go back to like reject those people or change that because I could be a totally different person person like yeah for example the relationship that that i w was not good i'm kind of like yeah but i think i became a better person because of that mm. um like a nicer more understanding and more empathetic person because yeah. of that so yeah i don't know 100 percent, 100 percent, and solid if you could change a thing about history itself what would you do i would kill hitler no i don't know <laughs> fuck i don't know um about history itself yeah or like something that you could do for yourself and like you know how donald gleason passes up the opportunity to make money he's like oh it's always been about love for me i would use time travel for love never to get rich and i, I thought about that so much i was like man i would you not want to invest in apple when it was coming well up? Like, here's here's the thing that i always thought about that was i was like like people always say that right yeah when i think about that it's like okay so i would have to go back to the 90s and invest in apple so I'm a seven-year-old. Yeah. How am I going to go invest in Apple? I mean, your dad. Whatever, like but, something uh, in your life you, would lead you to but make okay, that here's the possible. Thing. Is your dad going to fucking listen to you? Like, are you going to go to the bank and be like, one stock in Apple, please? Like, what are you actually, what's the practicality <laughs> yeah. of this? It doesn't make any sense. True. You know. True, 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 true. And I, I, either I'm like this genius 
33 year old in a seven year old's body that like has you know, present day thoughts you know what's like an example of this which goes wrong for them is the movie um primer like yes. like they go back oh. but they are they're them. them they're adults and yeah. they're themselves in this movie if you go back you you become the age that you That's were right. at that time true. right true, so true, true. So like Dom Hall, Dom Hall goes back as a as a child with his father. Yeah. But it, so in those kind of practical terms, if you're using the powers of about time, it's just kind of like okay, well, fair. Well, you there's what's how practically can you actually get to do that? No, know? not at all. You know, Big like baby. maybe conceivably, it's like I could go back in time to when I was 15 and. I had like a bank account and internet banking was a thing and I could somehow buy a stock on a brokerage. Right. But if you're going back to like the nineties when I was a child, it was like, well, for one, I was in a town that had one bank. I don't think anyone had heard of what a stock was. I don't think anyone knew what an Apple machine was. So, you know, it's like the practicalities of it start to overwhelm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If we're grounding ourselves to about times rules, then yeah, no, but it's like now when it's like, maybe you could go back a year with, more capital in your in your you know with more money right. or the thing is too is like when i was a, i was a child i didn't have any money yeah, so it yeah. didn't, wouldn't really matter no you know? yeah and i think it'd be dangerous for me to get rich when i was younger because i would have been yeah because it would have been a fucking it would have been a blank check situation yeah that film that i've never seen but something like that Whew, wow. fucking yeah it's about time we ended this bitch <laughs> i'm gonna go back in time start it all over again <laughs> Wee you! would you relive this recording <laughs> session <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah. That would kick you out. And <laughs> Jared with, Leto would with run two drinks movie. instead of one. Okay, <laughs> okay. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> like an alcoholic, Goodbye. ladies. This has been the low ceiling. I'm John, and I'm Pre. Everyone, just live your life. Just be about love, man. Fucking live it in that moment, bro. Live it in that moment with Vanessa Kirby. Get a hot dog. Put it in a couple buns. <laughs> okay, we gotta stick it in your mouth. All right. Or don't, you know, <laughs> be vegan. Do the right thing. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Bye. Bye.